Dionisio at the plate. He's over two today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. Okay, it's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly, and it's yep. up. It's raining now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the show where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. I'm Jeremy Dionisio. And I'm Jack Swakowski. This is episode number 196, and we are recapping a pretty exciting game between the Dodgers and the Cubs that took place at Wrigley Field on April 21st, 2023. Um, But like I said, before we get into that, it is 196. Jack, who's your 196 guy? Yeah, it's Justin Smoke. Oh, nice. Okay, you want the smoke? Yeah. Um. Yeah, Justin Smoke, former Brewer, uh, for for one season during the pandemic year, uh, mostly known as a Mariner and a Toronto Blue Jay. He had 196 career home runs. It's it's a little surprising that he had that many, considering he never seemed to fully be an everyday guy. Um, he was a big guy. He was a uh, switch hitter. He threw left. So he was one of those, uh, most of the time you think of a switch hitter, they, they throw right-handed. I think Ryan Ludwig threw with his uh, left hand. I think Robbie Grossman's left-handed as well. But anyway, it's, it's, it's a bit of an anomaly. Um, I remember Justin Smoke when he was drafted. Uh, he was drafted 11th overall in 2008. Um, and he was just kind of overall a bust for somebody who was drafted that high. Yeah. Um, he did make one all-star team in 2017. He played 158 games that year. That was the most he ever played. Uh, he had 38 homers, 90 RBIs, and he hit 270, and he had 73 walks. So that's uh, that's pretty good. Uh, he also had seasons of 25 homers, 22 homers, and he had another one of 20 homers. So he had, he had four 20-plus homer seasons. Um, but, uh, yeah, overall, I, I think you could say that this guy was kind of a disappointment. Um, he al- always seemed to hit for a low average. That 270 is... The yeah. only time he ever hit over 250. Um, I, I remember him having a good glove as well. Uh, and he's not old. He's only uh, 34 years, 36 years old, but he's just kind of out of baseball now. Um, it, it says that uh, Wikipedia says he's a free agent, so I don't think he's playing in Japan or anything. I think he's just kind of done because no one signed him. But, uh, yeah. yeah, he's a, you know, he, he was the one name that stuck out to me for 196, so I chose him. Yeah, that's 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 a good one, Jack. I It's funny, I his name crossed my path just like a day or two ago. And I realized I hadn't thought about him in a long time. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. uh, I was maybe just looking at a card or something, but um, yeah. So um, I do remember when he came into the league and like, I I think I signed him. He's one of those guys that I signed really early on in uh, fantasy baseball um, because I play in a dynasty league. So I'm like, Oh, I could, you know, keep this guy. Um, but like that average was just, it was just, um, untenable. Um, Mm -hmm. so, uh, so yeah, I kind of forgot that he was on the Brewers at one point and he didn't, I didn't, and then I don't even, I didn't even realize that he didn't finish with the Brewers. He appeared in three games with the Giants later that year. Yep. Um, which is kind of crazy that the guy played on two teams during the pandemic season, which was (laughs) only like. How long was that season, Jack? Was it like forty games? I think it was. I think it was sixty games. Does 60. that sound right? That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, so yeah, that's um, that's kind of crazy. Uh, um, I do sometimes call him Justin Smoak, uh, just because <laughs> of the way he spells his name. Um, and um, yeah, that average just not good. Um, Jack, do you know that term? We want the smoke. No. <laughs> so according to Urban Dictionary, um, the uh, actually no, this is even this is dictionary.com slash uh, like 
slang uh department i guess um it says we want all the smoke is a hip-hop phrase used by a member of a group to signal they are ready to battle so um (laughs) but yeah i guess it's in a 21 savage song but um yeah like i've heard that like we want the smoke or give me the smoke um sure yeah you uh you can learn learn some good stuff from urban dictionary urban dictionaries Um, is one of the best websites out there i think it is i've never been a contributor to it but um, (laughs) oh yeah I, th- I think just anyone can, though, if you want to. Um, that is true. And then your stuff, your stuff gets upvoted. Uh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Jeremy, but I think in uh, it might have been 2019 because I remember we went to see the Blue Jays because uh, Vlad was playing. We may have seen Justin Smoke hit a home run, although mm. I could be wrong about that. That sounds very feasible. I mean, yeah, it is. It is. I mean, considering everything of his career and whatever, it is kind of interesting that he had 196 homers in his career. Um, yeah, he always seemed to be a guy that was uh, that was hurt. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, I don't know what happened to him. He just kind of washed out. But um, you know, who knows? Maybe he'll uh, get. Maybe he'll be a non-roster invite invitee guy next year. Maybe, yeah. Um, but yeah, okay, cool. Justin Smoke, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we could get into the game. Um, so, yeah. so folks, we were at. The um the 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 Friday the last Friday's Dodgers Cubs game, which was the um, the Drew Smiley game, uh, it'll be known yeah. as the Drew Smiley game, uh, where he lost a perfect game uh, in the eighth inning um, uh, to the first batter in the eighth inning. Um, so, yeah, I think you know in um in lore of uh, the the podcast, uh, you know these these games we go to these episodes we do these recaps are always pretty much more about the the bus or or some, or the fans than the actual gameplay but this is one that actually like I feel like is gameplay f- first. So um so yeah, I mean I think we can just talk about that 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 game. Yeah, sure. I, I mean I I think where I'd like to start uh is that this is not your uh your dad's Dodgers team or or just yeah. like whatever, you know. I I don't know how you want to put it, but they're just not they look less than stellar on paper. Um, you know, they lost a lot of their uh, their kind of big marquee players, like uh, uh, Trey Turner is no longer on the team. Um, I mean, Corey Seager was on them for a while. He signed elsewhere. Uh, Justin Turner is gone. Uh, you know, it seems like everybody kind of left. So their, their lineup is kind of this, like, just this hodgepodge um, mixture of, like, Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman and then a bunch of journeyman guys like uh, J.D. Martinez. Um and, uh, and and guys like that, they do have Josh Outman who is who is really good. Yeah. Um, anyway, they're not a bad lineup, uh, but uh, they're they're less than what they usually are. So I think that was a little striking. Um, but Smiley uh, to start the game, uh, I think it was between the third and fourth innings, he had about five or six stri- uh, straight strikeouts. Um, six, he was just six straight Ks. Yeah. So there there was one point where we were even speculating about like could he strike out nine or ten guys in a row. Um, yeah. There were some good hitters. Actually, Betts wasn't even playing. He wasn't in the starting lineup that day. Um, or no, he was. He was. He wasn't in the lineup on Thursday. Um, but yeah, uh, Smiley was just mowing these guys down like they had no chance. And we were like, you know, I think I even said, I think Tom Seaver has the uh, the record for 10 in a row. Like, you know, could we see something like that? Mm-hmm. Uh, so just from the very first few innings, he was clearly dominating these hitters. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It, it was, you know, it's one of those things... Um, I think when I noticed those six K's in a row, I don't, I didn't even want to mention that. 
Um, but obviously he sure. he had no hits up until that point. And that was over. That was from the the last out of the first to the second out in the third. He struck out mm-hmm. all those guys in a row. So I, you know, yeah, he was looking good. No hits. Uh, was striking out a lot of guys. Um, at some point. Uh, so it's funny cause I guess, um, <clears throat> at some point we were talking about what we were going to do, uh, post game to go to like the bus or whatever. Um, and then we were kind of coming up with a game plan because we were sitting in left field and the, um, the visitors buses are just outside of right field. So we were coming up with a plan to like possibly move in like the eighth inning or whatever. And like in the back of my mind, I was like, he's got a no, no going. So it's like you know, we were making the plans, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, if, if he still has one going at that point, I, I'm not going to get up and go anywhere. Um, yeah. And Jeremy, I think even in about the fifth or sixth inning, uh, might've been in like the middle of the fifth, uh, right, right before the top of the sixth, I said to you, Hey, like if this game keeps, uh, progressing, like it does, I think maybe we shouldn't move. Yeah. Um, and you were, you were like, yeah, yeah, def- definitely. I agree with you. Um, I, I had gotten up to go to the bathroom at one point and you're like, Jack, I didn't even want you to get up to go to the bathroom. Um, you know, and I, I was thinking there's nothing, uh, there's nothing in else in sports that really compares to a no hitter. Um, maybe you can think of something, Jeremy, but like with a no hitter or a perfect game, the thing about it is you can't talk about it. Like no one yeah. is supposed to talk about it. Not the announcers, uh, certain, you know, not the fans like, you know, Joe, every man at home, like if he mentions it, that's going to curse the no hitter. So I can't think of anything else in sports where, or something is happening and it's like the biggest thing in the game that's happening and no one can talk about it. It's really kind of a cool thing. And so yeah. you got to the point where once once Smiley got through six innings, then you got to the top of the seventh inning and everybody everybody now, you could tell that they were aware. Smiley got the first guy out and it was like, fine. Uh, then Chris Taylor came to the plate. Chris Taylor was uh, pinch hitting um, or, or he had just come in the game. It was his first at bat and we're in the seventh inning. Smiley strikes him out looking and the crowd goes wild. It's yeah. the second out of the seventh inning. Uh, even I, Jeremy, who am pretty subdued during games, was like, yeah! Like, this is me cheering for the Cubs, but, you know, I was into it. And then the third out of that inning was he got J.D. Martinez to hit a soft fly out to right field. And as soon as Suzuki made that catch, it was like the whole crowd is, like, pumped up. So it's like you have this this whole stadium of 30,000 people. Uh, all of them know this is happening. They're all fired up, but none of them are, are saying this is happening and everybody in the stadium is trying to do the exact same things they've been doing for the last two hours so as not to screw this up. I had to tie my shoe, but I was like, fuck it. I'm not going to I'm not gonna tie this shoe right now. Yeah. I can't, like, screw it up. So it's it was like an amazing feeling as you got deeper into the game yeah. to be like, man, I really think this guy can do it. And his pitch count was good, too. Yeah, his pitch count was pretty good. He He's a, he's a relatively soft-tossing lefty, like – yeah. kind of like a durable guy, like rubber arm kind of guy. So like you figured he was good for probably like 120, 120 pitches or something. I think they took him out at about 100. Obviously he could give mm-hmm. up a hit at that point, but like yeah, I mean, it was um it just was a very cool feeling. I will say, I mean, I would say most of the people knew what was going on. There were a couple of people <laughs> yeah, by we'll get to we'll get to some of them later. Yeah. Yeah, a couple of people by us who I don't think knew, and then there was one guy who actually I was surprised knew. But we'll get yeah, we will get into that. Um, but yeah, it was really cool. Um, I was going back and like, so I do remember like, so there was a thing at some point where it's like you know you don't mention the no hitter. I remember like Len Casper has kind of made a point of of bringing it up, just just kind of just to be like, listen, there's nothing to like that superstition or whatever. Yeah. I do think I I was watching back on some of the video and, um. 
Boog did say like he's perfect through six or something like that. Sure. So, yeah. but yeah, but like, yeah. So, but I mean, I, I go, I get into it too with the superstition. Like, um, I remember when, um, Zambrano threw the no hitter in, in, uh, Milwaukee, I was watching that game with, with past guest Ben Perkins and I was laying on the couch. I was like laying horizontal on the couch and it was, it wasn't even necessarily like, I was kind of just chilling out. I had just come back from work that day and, um, I was just chilling on the couch and like I I was relaxing, but I didn't have the best view of the TV, but I didn't, I wouldn't move. Um, like I wouldn't adjust the way I was sitting. So like I can get into it there on this day, uh, which was like, it was definitely warmer than the games we'd been to, but it was, still wasn't like, you know, summertime weather. It was 53 degrees at first pitch. I had like a windbreaker with me and I wouldn't put it on, uh, <laughs> in like during the game and I was, I was starting to get a little chilly, uh, like, um, as the game went on. And then finally, like when he lost it, I put the jacket on and I actually felt like warmer, but, um, but yeah, like we were like, you know, yeah, you, you're, you're getting into it and like, kind of like playing into the superstition a little bit. And like, yeah, like I said, he just like looked really good, um, going into it. I think what, when, you know, we were kind of talking about it a lot afterwards and, Hell, I was talking about it like the whole next day. And um, Jack, I actually met up with some. I like had an impromptu meetup with some friends after the after we we parted ways on on uh, Friday. And I was talking about it with them. And uh, yeah, it was just like it was you know for a game that ended up like you know with a hit. I certainly was like talking about it a lot, and it's, it was just kind of sure. tough to let go a little bit afterwards. I, th- I think what made it tough to let go was that I- he uh, Smiley had a legitimate chance at getting it. Um, yeah. He seemed a he seemed like he was really in control. Um, B and I think more importantly, his pitch count was in a good place. Uh, yeah. He left the game in the eighth inning with 98 pitches. Like you said, he would have thrown 120 or 130 with where he's at in his career. He d- yeah. he wouldn't have given a shit. He wanted it. Uh, yeah. And you could you know you could tell he wanted it. And uh, I-, I think you know I was kind of making fun of David Roberts. Uh, Dave Roberts, uh, la- the Dodgers manager, because last year he took Clayton Kershaw out of a perfect game after seven innings. I think, you know, and I don't know this for a fact, but I think that Kershaw's pitch count was like way high. It was like, you know, it was already at 100, and they're not going to let Kershaw throw 120 pitches for a team that's trying to contend, and it's Clayton Kershaw. They don't want to break him in April or whenever it was. But Smiley yeah. was a different case. There were a lot of factors. A, it was like a pitcher in the twilight of his career who uh, doesn't give a shit. B, the, the Cubs were up 13 to nothing. Yeah. So they could, Smiley could afford to throw strikes and they could afford to try to make like crazy defensive, like risky defensive plays to try and keep this thing alive. Um, there was, the stakes were pretty low as far as those things were concerned. They no longer had to worry about winning the ball game. So um, even if you let Smiley out there and like, you know, he's thrown 120 pitches and he gives up a solo shot, uh, it doesn't matter. It's not going to cost your team the game. So there, there were so many things that were um, playing in, like, Smiley's favor to get this perfect game. To see him lose it with no outs in the eighth was just a tragedy. And especially the way that it did happen, too. Yeah, um, yeah no, those – yeah, all those points. And then um, – so, so yeah, I mean, I guess also, too, that fifth inning was like I, – I still wonder how long that fifth inning took. Like, the Cubs scored seven runs in the fifth inning, and, you know, I thought maybe that would screw things up. But he mm-hmm. he came out pretty good. Um, yeah, I mean, um, he le- he got a strikeout and then two flyouts um, the next inning. But like, yeah, it was all it was kind of all there. Um, all those factors. Yeah, it's just it's hard to like 
make the perfect storm like that. But there were all those all those factors were there. Um, so of course, um, David Peralta comes in as a defensive replacement. Um, I think I think in the bottom of the well, I, I think he came. Yeah, I, yeah, he came in as a defensive replacement. So he must have came in in the bottom of the seventh, uh, and then he's uh, comes up to lead off the eighth. Um, and, um, yeah, of course he hits like a little squibber in front of the, the catcher, uh, Jan Gomes and, uh, both guys go for the ball. They kind of collide, they get in each other's way. And like, there's not even a throw to first base. Um, so uh, this, this stuff. So like, you know, this was a kind of the hard thing to like, kind of follow with being at the stadium, like what kind of like what people were saying, um, like how it looked like on TV, like, did he have a shot? Um, Jack and I talked about it many times, like, uh, in the moment saying like, you know, realistically, I don't, that, that kind of play, it goes for a hit a lot of times. So, you know, and and I think in a way we were kind of make, trying to make ourselves feel better that, you know, we didn't like, it it just wasn't meant to be, or it wasn't going to happen. Um, I, I've seen since then I've seen, um, I've watched the replays. They show the overhead shots, um, like kind of like a, from like the high up, from like the like halfway like some camera halfway between home and third base where you can kind of see where Peralta was when Smiley touches the ball and like I hate to say it but like he's only about halfway down the line maybe mm. maybe like maybe like uh 60% down the line so like yep. you know and again you still don't know but like if Smiley gets a clean shot at it maybe they get it um uh um, but, uh, but yeah, you don't, you obviously just don't know. Um, so, and, but the other thing that, that Jack brought up was that like, they were winning 13, nothing at that point. So he can just, he can just fire it over there. If the ball goes in the stands, um, you know, they, they were already going to lose the no hitter. So, and they weren't, it wasn't going to cost them the game. So that was another factor that maybe could have like had him sell out for that grounder and get him out, but we will never know. For sure. Um, uh, yeah, and I think I'd mentioned this, Jeremy, but sometimes in those perfect games or no hitters, like it, it, it's like the the, uh, the the wise catch, you know, um, for the mm-hmm. for the White Sox. Is that 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 was his name, right, Dwayne Wise? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's like some sometimes those perfect games or no hitters, uh, they always seem to have one impossible defensive play that keeps the thing alive, and it, it feels like that was the one. And of course, it would have been fitting that like Smiley would have been the one to make it. But uh, you know, we were we were talking about this when we were at the game, but. It was like both guys were just too into it, um, both Smiley and Gomes, um, and especially Gomes. You got sure, like you know, they collided, but you got to give Gomes credit too. Like he really wanted his pitcher to throw a perfect game, mm-hmm. um, so you can't blame him too much. It was just a case of like both guys just really wanting this thing so bad, and it just it, it didn't work out. And it was it was the worst play that could have possibly happened. You've yeah. watched the replay, Jeremy, but I think I think Peralta got sawed off. I think I think his bat broke on that. Um, yeah, uh, maybe it didn't, but. It was just like, and of course, you know, it's it's like the Jordy Mercer theory. Like, of course, it's it's that guy who who breaks yeah. it up. Um, you know, I, I I have no problem with a perfect game being broken up with a legitimate hit. Um, but that was just, uh, yeah, it was a it, it was a really tough way to lose it. But I think that there's something to be said for the fact that there's only been 23 of these in the history of baseball. So there's probably been a lot more games like this that you know we're not even aware about. Ultimately, like. You know, everybody will kind of, you know, in the in the annals of baseball history, this game will be forgotten. But uh, yeah, if, if you were there, um, you know, you realize that he had a real shot at it. Yeah, it's 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 um, obviously a little <clears throat> more 
special or different because we were there like and, and we, we witnessed it and you, you know you could feel what it was like in the in the stadium um <clears throat> a couple of things about that um the like the the sentiment on twitter definitely was like that's how it ends like no that that can't be how it ends i don't know if you watched the replay jack but like you could hear deshays like deshays deshays kind of stepped on on boog's like um call of that play but he says like don't you dare like it can't end like that yeah and, oh nice okay yeah, and I, I just remember, like, I don't know what you did, Jack, but I was just like, no, no, yep. like, yeah, like, yep. when it happened, and, like, um, we'll talk about what the uh, the people around us did, um, but I gotta say, like, there were a couple people who were, like, just, I someone said, like, you know, the Cubs are gonna Cubs or something, like, on that play, it's, like, it's fucking stupid, it's, like, I understand what you're trying to do, but it's, like, that was not a case of that instance, even no. on, ba- even on MLB.com, the like the headline i took a screenshot of it the like it shows us a screenshot or it shows a picture of of the kind of the 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 collision between the two of them and it says catcher jumps on pitcher to end perfect game bid it's like what a stupid fucking like headline it's like what so you're saying that Jan gomes just like jumped on smiley so he wouldn't get the out like what a stupid fucking headline yeah it, no it's that dumb. that that's bad and and the people, the people who are tweeting that, uh, that's 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 a dumb thing to tweet. Um, yeah. You know, plays. If you think that that's like a Cubs being Cubs play, like plays like that happen all the time in baseball. Yeah. Um, in 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 between or like that. It's what it's what Hawk Harrelson called a, a duck snort single. Um, it's just uh, yeah, it, it was unfortunate. Uh, yeah, I, I remember Jeremy that right when that it was clear the ball was going to be fair. Yeah, you did start saying, "Oh no, no!" Um, yeah, because it, it was obvious it was going to be a hit. Ap- after that, Jeremy, after he got a hit, that was about as upset as I've seen you um, at a Cubs game. You were like, "God damn it!" Like you were, you were, you were pissed. I mean, I, I was too. But uh, yeah, you, you know, maybe it was cathartic for you to let it out a little bit. It, it was. I couldn't like, I, you know, I, I do feel sometimes when it's like. I do realize like saying like, no, like, damn it. Like what you like? That's not going to change anything, but it did. It sure. did. I, I just had to like, I did have to like, kind of just get it out of my body. It was just like, so such a bummer. And like, you know, and Hey, I've seen a, a complete or a, a, a no hitter before, but like it was against the Cubs. So like, yeah, not only would I have loved to see a, 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 a no hitter for the Cubs, but like a perfect, I mean, the perfect game obviously takes it to a whole nother stratosphere. Jack, I do. Do you remember the point at one point when I realized that he hadn't walked anyone either? Oh shit. No, I don't remember it, that. It might've been like the fifth or the sixth inning. Like I said to you, I'm like, Oh, I'm like, has he walked a guy yet? And you're like, no. And, uh, yeah. um, I was like, Oh, interesting. Okay. Cause uh-huh. I knew it was a, per- <laughs> I knew, I knew it was a no hitter, but I didn't know it was a perfect game. Um, so, so yeah, anyway. Um, and then like, of course, like, everyone's coming out of the woodworks. I feel like we're, we're like coming out of the woodwork to like, you know, say, sorry, man. Like, um, Mark like knew that I was there somehow. He was like, Jared's probably at this game. Um, yeah. friend of ours, Ben, uh, our actor friend, Ben, uh, uh, Ben Zisk wrote on the, uh, Instagram, like, sorry, you didn't see a perfect game. <laughs> and like, I think he's kind of a Dodgers fan. I don't know if that was like partially like, um, you know, a little bit of a, a chide, but, um, but, but yeah, like it was, um, it was just a, yeah, it was just a, a sad thing. So I met up with my friends afterwards and we, we had some drinks and talked about it. And like the, 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 the theme, the, like the, the thesis statement of the whole game was like, that's the saddest I've ever been after a Cubs 13 to nothing victory. Huh. So yeah, no, it was for just sure. sad. Um, 
It was. Uh, yeah, he, as uh, as that like half inning ended, or as the pitching change happened, Af- Smiley got a great ovation, which was which was nice. Um, he tipped his cap, uh, well deserved. But yeah, people w- once he came out, people started just leaving. Um, and and uh, you know, I had the aisle seat and I was keeping score. And some guy like as he's walking up stops and sees my scorecard and goes, "Did he have any walks?" And I said, "No, nah, he had a perfect." And the the guy just the guy just nodded his head and, and kept walking. Um, oh, so wow. that that just that just says it all. Um, yeah, disappointing. I was glad that he got to tip his cap though. Um, he, yeah, because uh, he deserved it. It was a weird moment because like um, because the trainer came out and was like attending to them and Smiley had to walk back to the mound and throw a couple like pitches to show that he was okay. So there was never really like a clear moment where he got his like ovation. Like if if it was a little, you know, if the guy dumped it out into shallow like right field, they would have he would have got a standing ovation uh, at that point. But there was never really a, a clean moment. So like. I almost wonder if Ross took him out like in like mid inning so he could get that that ovation. Yeah. Um, our managers have been known to do stuff like that um, because like you know they didn't necessarily need to take him out and like if he threw a couple more pitches it wasn't a big deal. But um, sure. But yeah. So uh, yeah, it was just um, it was it was cool to be at, but it was sad. I was it was a bummer because it's like a guy like Drew Smiley who may never get probably will not never get to that point again. Let's be honest. Um, yep. And um, yeah. So for all those reasons, like it's kind of like the same thing with that Andre Scala. Now, what was his name? Armando. Uh, Galarraga? Armando Galarraga. Yeah. Like that guy. I think everyone knew that that guy would never get to that point again, including Jim Joyce. Um, <laughs> do you remember what he, what Jim Joyce said after that in the press well, conference? I, I know he said I cost that kid a perfect game. Yeah. But, uh, he said, what a, else did he say? He said, I kicked the shit out of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. And then he was like crying at the, at the post game presser. Um, yeah. I mean, ugh, God. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, we're, we're still young guys, Jack, like I'm sure we'll, I'm not sure, but like it's, you know, we have a chance to see another one in our lifetime. I don't know about a perfect game, but uh, it would be nice to see a uh, Cubs no hitter for me, at least. Yeah. Christ, man. There hasn't been one at Wrigley Field since Milt Pappas pitched by the Cubs. So uh, at least that that, that's unverified on my end. But like, uh, you know, is that correct? I believe that's correct. I mean, like, uh, yeah, because like the like we said, uh, Arietta's both were on the road. Zambrano's was on the road. Hamels was for the Phillies, um, and the, the there was no other. I remember they, they said after Hamels, um, the the previous no hitter at Wrigley was Pappas. So Jesus, man, to be to be at the first one in fifty years, it, it, it you know. Forget, although Jeremy, eventually there's going to be a Cubs no hitter, and there's like a fifty percent chance that we're going to be there because like right, we go to we go to most games. Um, yeah. Yeah, the the game after that turned into kind of a shit show. Um, Luke Williams pitched the bottom of the eighth for the Dodgers. Yeah. Jason Hayward came in at first base. Uh, it was his first career uh, game at first base, which was actually actually that was something uh, as well. He had kind of a cool first baseman's glove, and he he uh, he, he caught a, f- a foul pop up uh, mm-hmm. too, which was funny. He made the last out of the uh, eighth inning, or he, he had the last put out. It, it was so, uh, it was funny to watch yeah. that because it's like you just like you could. You could imagine him doing that in right field, but it was just like, sure. you know, 200 feet closer to the home plate, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that was cool. Mookie Betts uh, played some shortstop um, for just the second time in his career. I think Sunday was his first ever start over there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, try- I'm trying to think what else. Uh, you know, Dave Roberts 
played like every guy in his roster. It's kind of annoying because like the Dodgers kept switching positions. Like Miguel Vargas went from second to first, back to second. There were a couple other guys who played like three positions. Freddie Freeman took his ball and went home in about the fifth <laughs> inning. So he yeah. was he, he went out. That was another thing about the Smiley thing is that they were lift the Dodgers were lifting their starters. Like they lifted Muncie, they lifted Freeman. Yeah. Uh, I mean those guys are lefties anyway. Um, but like still, uh, you know that that was another thing Smiley had in his favor. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it was a close one. Um, they said yeah, third third Cub all time. Uh, to to get a perfect to take a perfect game into the eighth inning. Um, uh, I think there was some other. I'm trying to think of some of the other stats that were there, but that's kind of the big one. Um, yeah. So yeah, you know, it was a close one. It's the closest one we've seen for the podcast, and um, yeah, just uh, it it was just he was commanding, and it just it was a bummer that it that it had to be lost and lost like that. But uh, that's, for sure, again, that there's been hundreds of games like that. So yeah. for sure. Well, hey, you know, not every uh, not every game we go to warrants a half hour conversation about the game. So yeah, I think right, pretty good. For sure, but let's hey, let's get into the important stuff. <laughs> um, which the first note on my list is Wrigley Field food hack. So nice. um, yeah, so let's get into that. So so to talk about the general experience, um, hell, I'm now I'm wondering if my I created some like bad karma and this is what happened. But so I got there uh, before Jack did. Um, uh, I got some food, and so like we haven't talked in depth about these I, I don't think but like so Wrigley Field uh, last year installed this like self checkout scanner machine thing so like it's self-serve self-checkout so there's certain stands where you just walk up and there's like a bin there's like a heating lamp kind of thing with a little door on the front and you just open it and you grab what you want there's bratwurst there's hot dogs there's nachos whatever and so um you grab what you want and then walk over and then there's this like fucking like it looks like a like a cafeteria tray, but it has like these little dots on it, and above it is like this little scanner thing that looks like an overhead projector or something, and it can just scan like the dimensions of your food and identify what it is and then charge you for it. Um, so this is the same machine that that I got double charged at the last game, um, but um, so. I, I went, I got a hot dog. I just wanted a hot dog. And I, I'm like, I, they always have fries and it's like, fries are not necessarily like a ballpark, a classic ballpark food, but I'm like, I always see them and I'm like, ah, I like, you know, like that would really round out the meal <laughs> to get fries and, and a hot dog. So I, I was like, fuck it. You know, let me get, let me throw some fries in there. I, but it's awkward to carry that stuff. And I had a water too. So I took one of those boxes that they have uh, to the side where you just put your food in. So it's easier to carry. So I put the, the, the fries and the, the, the dog in this box. And I'm, as I, as I'm saying this, I'm, I'm hoping that no one from the Cubs listens to this because I don't want to <laughs> blow up my spot, but cause I'm going to try this again, but I had the hot dog and the fries in the box, put it on that little scanner thing. And it comes up on the little screen. It says nachos. So it identified, clearly identified like that box shape as like nachos and not like one hot dog, one, one order of fries. And so like I had like this like a beautiful mind, like, you know, like the numbers flashing across my eyes, like in the split because I had to decide this in a, in a split second. I, it occurred to me, I'm like nachos are cheaper than hot dog plus fries. Nachos and uh, nachos are cheaper than hot dog plus fries. So I like... I just like kind of like did like a kind of like a half look up and I saw the screen and I just like hit like 
you know, pay now or whatever. Um, and I just, um, I checked out. So basically like long story short, um, if you, maybe if you put a, a bunch of different stuff, stuff into that box, it might read it as nachos. I'm, I'm going to try to add like one more hot dog to it next time. Um, sure. and just see kind of how far I can push it. Um, yeah, I would say you probably don't want to pile stuff up because then it might fuck up like the thing. I was telling my friends about this afterwards. We were having a drink drink and like, I was like, yeah, you know, like I want to keep trying it. And he made a joke, like having like a big mound of food. And my other friend, Pat was like, yeah, you know, uh, I don't know what Jeremy's doing, but he's really gaining a lot of weight (laughs) from, from all this stuff. Uh, so like, yeah, I mean like it, it it would be good to like get one over on the Cubs, but I, you know, the, the side effect of that is like, I'll be eating like way more food than I need to. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Potential, potential food hack at Wrigley field. So there you go. That'd be an easy one too. If they caught you at it to play dumb. Yes. Um, to be like, Oh, Oh shoot. I wasn't even, I didn't even look at what it was charging me. I was just paying. Yeah. Right. You would. Yeah. It's very easy to do that. And that, that also crossed my mind as I was like, as I was like, um, you know, like subtly looking around to see if anyone noticed. Um, so, so yeah, I did that. Um, I, uh, then went over, um, to like the, refre- the, uh, con- uh, con- uh, condiments. Um, and I put, I started putting stuff on my hot dog. Um, there was, uh, a, a woman who came over and was putting stuff on her hot dog. And, um, I heard her say like, Oh, I forgot the celery salt. And, um, this, this condiment station, it has all the toppings for like a Chicago style hot dog. And I, I said to her, I'm like, you got to get this, the celery salt. Um, I think that's something that like, if you're outside of Chicago and have never had a Chicago style hot dog, I actually love the celery salt. It like, it, it adds, adds like a really nice, um, zip to a, to the hot dog. So I, I told her like, yeah, you got to get that. Like that's part of the experience. So nice. I, yeah. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I've ever had a, a Chicago dog. Um, Man, I don't even I don't even know if I ever have had a true Chicago dog. I'm not sure. With the celery salt, yeah. Yeah, with if, the celery salt, yeah. Yeah, if you get one at the game, uh, there's only some there's only certain stands that like have like the tomatoes and the relish and all that stuff. I don't I don't like relish, so I don't put relish on there. But I'll do everything else. But like, I have celery salt at the house. Any good Chicagoan has celery salt in their in their cabinet. Um, uh, just for, for whatever. So yeah. What is it? What is that? They say, uh, drag it through the garden. Yeah. What you say, yeah. Okay. When you get everything like a hot dog with everything, yeah. sometimes the guy will be like, drag it through the garden. Nice. Put it all on. Uh, there, so. love it. Uh, yeah. I, I also got food. Uh, I got nachos again. It's kind of my go-to, uh, at a game. Um, so I went up to the stand, I wore my Expos hat and I, I had no less than three, um, Cubs employees like comment on this. I don't know if they're just like, that's part of the employee handbook is like if somebody's wearing the Expos hat to, to say something, but the guy at the nacho stand, um, he's like, uh, he's like, wow, yeah, that's an old Expos hat. He's like, uh, he's like, are, are you from, are you from around there? And I was like, no, nah, man, I just, I just like the Expos. And he goes to me, um, he's like, oh yeah, yeah. He's like, I own a. Uh, a Pedro Martinez jersey from the Expos and he's like yeah people always ask me are you from around there and I'm like no I just think it's a cool jersey (laughs) so like I was a little confused I was like so you just did you you're you made fun of the thing that you just did (laughs) um it was it was a it was a strange moment I I will say it would be very cool to have a Pedro Martinez Expos jersey um that would be a that would be a neat thing but it was just a yeah, a little that perplexing. Does, yeah, that does sound cool actually. Um I have my I have a Pedro Martinez autograph and it's it's in the Expos uniform. 
Oh, um, cool. Yeah, so I, I purposely wanted to get it on the expos, uh, just because it's it's a kind of a rarity. So, um, nice. so that that's cool. Um, we'll talk about it maybe once we get to the bus stuff, Jack. But like, um, we we should say that we went to the 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 Cubs Dodgers bus the night before. You were at the game, right, Jack? I, I did go to the Thursday night game as well. Yes. Yeah, the night before this game, and so I I was um. Uh, in class, uh, I had my, like my, my work, uh, till like seven 30, but I didn't end up meeting you at the bus. And when I was at the bus, um, a guy, I was wearing my new Orleans baby cakes hat and a guy asked me like if I was from new Orleans and, uh, oh, wow. yeah. Okay. Uh, so we had a little talk about that, but, um, but yeah, so it happens. That was the first, I think that might've been the first time someone recognized the, the baby cakes hat. Um, but yeah, the, that's a that's a that's a good call. Um, and I mean, I mean, with with a hat like that, it might be safe to assume that you're from there. Um, although, then again, that is just a cool hat. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, so yeah, we um, uh, in the uh, early part of the game uh, during when the Cubs were batting, or actually, I, I don't know, I'm mean, the 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 Dodgers may have been uh, at bat. Uh, whatever, there was a big moment in the game, and all <laughs> of a sudden, we heard banging in the outfield, and uh, we realized that Bleacher Jeff's. Uh, thing is back that he can bang on on the outfield the advertisement yeah i think they like i think like we were saying like i think that they the first couple the first homestand or so they this the little ad that's out there in like left field in the left field well i think like was painted on to the wall um and this time and so for this homestand I don't know what happened. Maybe people complained <laughs> that, that <laughs> they couldn't hear Bleacher Jeff. Maybe Ian Happ was like, he's like, you know, maybe there's a misunderstanding. And he's like, no, I didn't tell you to, like, get rid of his his thing. But, like, so whatever happened, like, I think that they made a metal sign for whatever sponsor that is out in left field. And Bleacher Jeff was banging on it. And, and the sound was resonating through the stadium again. So, yeah, yeah Bleacher Jeff is back, baby. Hey Jeremy, you know you know what happened immediately after that first Cubs homestand was Ian Happ signed an extension with the club. So maybe, oh, yeah. maybe as maybe a, there's a clause in his contract that says Bleacher Jeff has to have this this sign back here. Or or maybe they took it away like as like a bargaining chip, and then like once he <laughs> like he's locked in, they're like, all right, fuck him, like we're, let's put the sign back out there. <laughs> now we now we got him for the yeah. long haul. Yeah. Definitely, yeah, in infinite possibilities. Um, yeah, good, but that, that was good to see, though. Um, we, we should ask him about that later this year if we if we see him. Yeah. Um, and we, we know it out well. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think it's time to get to the fan of the game. Yes. Um, so, yeah, we should we should preface this by saying that uh, for this one, we splurged a little bit, uh, and we were in the um, – uh, we, we were in the upper deck, uh, what, what the hell is it called? Box, What's, upper deck, upper box, deck box. Yeah, we were in upper deck box. So, uh, uh, we got, we got a little bit of, uh, better tickets for this one. We we're also in left field, which was a change of pace for us. Um, immediately when we sat down, uh, we, we were both just saying, wow, these are the, these are the best seats in the house you could possibly have. They were amazing seats. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Like I'll, you know, I'll tell anyone like the best seat in the house is upper deck box because there's no rail, there's no pole in front of you. There's no like aisle in front of you. There's nothing. Um, I, for some of them, there's no overhang. If that's your thing, sometimes the overhang is nice. If, um, if it's like maybe chance for rain or something, but like, but because of the way that Wrigley Field's upper deck is, you're just hovering above the field. You're not back. Most, most common stadiums. Now <clears throat> the upper deck is behind, uh, is like further back. So there's no overhang uh, uh, on the lower level seats. Um, so I would say for that reason, like Terrace Reserved is like 
sometimes if you sit way the far, like way back in Terra's reserve, you can't see the scoreboard because the upper deck is directly over you. So that's that's the drawback there. But that's what makes upper deck box so good. So they're they're the best seats in the house, no doubt. They are. Yeah, with those Terrace Reserve, you also can't see like fly balls and pop flies sometimes too. So it can be it can be a little rough. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember I, I bought some tickets for the Padres game there, and Jeremy said uh, I I I try to avoid these seats. So you know I'll never. Uh, it's true they're not they're not great seats. But yeah, where we had upper deck uh, upper deck box, fantastic. Um, another good thing about where we were sitting is that there was a completely empty row um, between us <laughs> and the people the people in front of us. Yeah. There was nobody sitting there. Um, so we you know we could put our feet up if we wanted to. It was great. Yeah. Uh, until uh, there was a group of three guys, and one of them decided that he had to sit in the middle of the other two. Yeah. Well, those two guys had a buffer seat, so he moved into the row directly behind us, so he could talk to both of them at the same time. Yeah. Uh, directly in front of us behind those guys so in yep, between just us directly in front of directly in front of us yeah. um and this guy had a, a floppy cubs hat on so yeah. uh you know naturally we started calling him floppy hat guy uh yeah. and um yeah this guy was uh you know to quote i think you should leave he was a lot <laughs> he was he was he was just like a just a a, a kind of a loud like big presence kind of guy um, I said something offhanded to Jack and he turned, he gave like almost a full 180 and, and, and involved himself and in inserted himself in the conversation um, at that moment. Cause, okay. So initially they were sitting three wide. They were sitting like in a row in their assigned seats, um, all three next to each other side by side. And then he, then this guy gets up and he sits between them and Jack, I don't know if you heard him, what he said, but he go he, he like climbs over the seat, sits right in front of, of, of us. I had my feet up on the seat too um which again like i i've chastised people for doing it before but <clears throat> i'll do it if no one is in that row you know like I w- i'm not gonna do it i'm not i'm not gonna see like someone sitting in a seat and i'll put my feet right next to them so it's like kind of in their face but at that point there was no one there and he just kind of like just kind of like big like behem- behemoth wise like kind of climbs over the seat sits down and then i hear him go like oh yeah i like this better and it's like Oh, great that you like it better. Like, we don't like it. And you know what? And the friends then, they have to, like, turn around and, like, talk to this guy. And, like, I don't think they wanted to do that. So it's like, it's like, oh, great. You like it better. You're the only one. So, like, cool. (laughs) I'm glad you're happy. But everyone else now is, like, kind of slightly inconvenienced because of this. Yeah, no, it, it it wasn't great. Um, uh, and, and he was definitely he seemed like the third wheel or like the guy that his friends <laughs> yeah. like like being with least. They they weren't really reacting or saying much to, about what he was uh, what he was talking about. He, he um, was a talker. Thing, he was he was a talker. And one thing too, I don't think there's any way to make the floppy hat look good or cool. No. Um, oh. it's just a, it's just a bad look on anybody. Um, I don't know if you've ever tried to pull it off. I would never Ooh. wear a hat like that. No way. Um. And at, at one point, he took his hat off, and like a little kid, he takes the floppy hat off, he puts it on his right hand, and he starts spinning it on his hand like yeah. a like a like a little kid would do um, if he was bored. Like this this forty plus year old man took his floppy hat off and started spinning it on his finger. If you can picture that, <laughs> yeah, it was. And then like then his like exposed like then his like head was like like exposed right in front of us and stuff so yeah that was weird his the head was weird too it had all these like compartments on it and shit like it had like a little thing where you could hold like a pen or like a cigarette or something like 
it was a it was like a, a like a Swiss Army hat or something like it was it weird looked like a giveaway to me like a Cubs giveaway it, I think it was it had like a I think it had a Budweiser logo on it so of course okay. I don't know why but yeah something with the Cubs like they've always tried to push the floppy hat like that was always like just like the, the White Sox have like Elvis night or whatever like yeah. the Elvis night to the Cubs is the floppy hat night and like at some point they would only give it away in the bleachers and like yeah these fucking douchebag like frat guys wearing these floppy hats and like it was just like it's such a it's such a bad look it's just bad like and it's it's kind of been a staple um with with cubs for some reason um and yeah and and this guy is you know he's like he's the one keeping it going but so yeah so he was just definitely a talker and like yeah he was saying so much that like yeah it was impossible for his friends to continue to actually humor him and like respond to all these things one of the things that he was saying that was pretty prominent um was uh when nico horner would come to bat um he would yell okay nico okay you're getting a homie today nico (laughs) yeah Jeremy, you know, people say ribby when they want to say RBI. Yeah. But nobody's nobody says homie. It's no. it's just it's not it's not a thing. No, no, homie is not a thing. Yeah. Like sometimes people like a cutter, sometimes they'll call like a cutty or a splitty, a splitter they'll call a splitty, but not homer and homie, no. No. Um and and so it, it was funny because he said it like in Nico's maybe it was his first his first and second at bat. Yeah. Uh, but then then Nico Nico Horner's third at bat uh, comes up. And this guy is going like he's like, he. I, I just hear him going. Ah, I can sense it. <laughs> I can sense it. Almost like in the X Men movies when like Professor Xavier gets gets too much information and like you hear the ringing in his brain. Uh, or it's like you know in in Close Encounters of the Third Kind, like you know Richard Dreyfuss like gets possessed and makes the mountain out of mashed potatoes. It's like this guy. It, he it wasn't even enjoyable for him. It was like he had some kind of sixth sense. <laughs> And and what happens? Nico Horner hits a fucking home run. Yeah. And at bat. Yeah. It's like that's the worst thing. And this guy, he, Jeremy mentioned that the guy interjected himself in a conversation. It was when we were talking about Noah Syndergaard, and the guy was like, "Oh yeah, was he on that 2015 Mets team? Like, was he a rookie that year?" Uh, or, you know, the guy knew a few things about baseball. Yeah. yeah. And he successfully predicted a Nico Horner home run. It's not. It's not like he was predicting. Uh, Patrick Wisdom home run where like Patrick Wisdom is homered in half their games this year. Nico Horner's not a home run guy. If he gets 600 at bats, he might hit 12 to 15 homers. So like it was definitely weird that this guy predicted it, but no matter how much baseball this guy knew, like he could have written all of the the copy in Ken Burns's uh baseball documentary <laughs> and it's like that would not have redeemed this guy. No. No, it was one of those he was like he was like a an uh he was like a difficult guy to get a grasp on because like he wasn't just a bonehead. He wasn't just like, uh, like a, a, like a wimpy guy or something. Like he was, he was hard to put your finger on. And like, he did like have some redeeming moments, but like, but yeah, but not enough to like get him off our list or anything. Um, there was another moment that was funny. An usher was coming by and like a beer guy and he was coming like up the aisle and the guy just looks, the floppy hat guy just looks at the usher guy and he's like, hey, do you know Lou El Monte or something? <laughs> and, like, and the guy goes like, uh, yeah. He's like, is Lou working at He goes like, is Lou working today? He's like, um, yeah, but he's downstairs or something. And then the guy goes like, I'm his brother. So <laughs> floppy hat guy goes like, I'm his brother. And it's like, 
Well, then why didn't you know if he was working today or or where he was working? Like, yeah. why would you ask this fucking guy who's trying to work and sell beer and not just text your brother before you go to the game? And so then him and the usher guy were having like a conversation and like, you know, I could felt I could feel like the usher guy was kind of or not the usher the vendor guy. I could tell like he was kind of like, all right, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know him. He's cool. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, the beer's going fine. You know, whatever. And it's like I could tell like he just wanted to kind of get moving. And like this guy like got him in a headlock. He probably knew that his brother wasn't there, and he just used it as a chance to talk to this guy. No, for sure. And then and then I like the vendor how he got out of that conversation. He was like, yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of guys showed up today. And then he just like. He, <laughs> <laughs> you know, as if like, yeah, maybe he's here, maybe he's not. I don't know. Um, I, I had the same thought about his brother, Jeremy. But uh, I don't know if you heard this, but he also said to the vendor guy, he was like, yeah, I'm giving tours here now. <laughs> um, and like, I, would, I wouldn't I would want a tour of Wrigley Field from, from this fucking guy. Um, he meant it like legitimately. He wasn't saying like, hey, I'm the mayor. Like, it's like, I'm, hey, I'm the mayor of this place. He meant it like legit. Yeah, I, I would assume like, because I think they probably have like tours, like when they're not playing or on, on yeah, Cubs off days they do. and in the winter and stuff, you can probably yeah. go in like the locker room and it, you know, it, it might be kind of interesting to do sometime. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think if it like, hell, like if you're a tourist and you want to take a tour of the park, like just, just go to a game in my opinion, right. like sure. don't get a tour. Although that could be an interesting off season podcast I, thing, but, uh, I did a tour. And anyway. Yeah. I, I think this guy's actually giving tours of, of field. I did a tour of, um, the giant stadium, whatever it was called, AT&T park, maybe at that, at that time. Um, nice. I, and I did get to go in the dugout and like into the clubhouse and everything. It was, it was cool to get that kind of access. Like I was on the yeah. field. I got to get my picture taken, like in the Dodge or in the, uh, giants dugout and stuff. So, and the guy who, the guy who did the tour was like definitely the best guy. He was like an old crusty baseball guy. And like, he knew all yeah. this stuff. That's where I learned about the history of the moonshot. Um, that's where oh, nice. he told me that like it was named after Wally Moon and um, yeah, but this guy was probably like, <laughs> oh yeah, they got good beer over there. Like, <laughs> uh, if you wear your floppy head over here, everyone's gonna give you a thumbs up. It's like it's like this is not the tour I want, but yeah, no. yeah. So, um, so yeah. Okay, so then, <laughs> okay, so this next note is good. We haven't talked about this yet, but there's a couple new – actually, there's not too many new um, features on the video board. There's a lot of ones that are back from previous years, but there's this new one. We didn't talk about this, Jack. We, me and you haven't even talked about it in like during the game, but have you yeah. noticed that like that AI uh, oh, yeah. thing? Yeah, so yeah, yep. it's like this fucking – is it a hot dog? Is it like a – It's a hot dog, yeah. <clears throat> so this is, it's this little hot dog character guy, and he's like – and it's it's all canned and weird, and like the the – the pacing of it is all weird. It must be like, it must be all uh, automated, but it's like this old timey, like fifties looking graphics. And it's this like little like science machine. And it's like, welcome to the wonderful world of AI where we, we will magically uh, create um, artwork based on your suggestions. And like Mm -hmm. they, then they interviewed like this little kid who like they pulled aside out in like Gallagher way. And they're like, who's your favorite player? And the kid goes, Cody Ballinger. Okay. And what's your favorite food? Taco. And what's your favorite hobby? And then it's like skateboarding. And it's like, all right, processing your choices. And then they'll show like, and they're like, in today's, art style is is Leonardo da Vinci and then they show then they'll show like whatever like they'll show a painting in the style of like Leonardo da Vinci of Cody Bellinger 
with a skateboard helmet eating a hot like with a taco or something in his hand yeah and it's like here's your artwork like created by ai and like it's so lame and and just bad and 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 like it's all stilted and like i don't know it's, it's also kind of terrifying like yeah. just just the way just the way the video is it's 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 kind of creepy that that's a good impression that you're doing of the, <laughs> of the, of the hot dog like yeah, that's actually that's actually how it sounds, and yeah. uh, the an- the animation of it is just uh, it's just weird too. There's there's something there's something disturbing about it. Um, it's a, yeah. it's a little more it's a, it's more sinister than like the the other stuff that they air. It, it has the vibe of like a fallout shelter in like the, the during the Cold War or something. Yep. <laughs> like it's weird, like during the Cuban Missile Crisis or something. So so there's that. Okay, so that they show that. Um, I've I've seen it three four times now, and I think it's kind of lame. But as they were showing it, the floppy hat guy in front of us—I don't know if you caught this, Jack—but he was—he uh, was looking at it. Yeah, of course, because he was like saying this stuff out loud so everyone could hear him. But he was looking at the video board while it was doing that, and it's like, well, using AI will create this artwork. And then the floppy hat guy is going like, no, 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 it's bad. AI is bad. <laughs> no, he's like, AI is the downfall of civilization. No, no, and I'm like. This guy is seems like a like a seemingly fun loving guy like just like probably like some kind of party animal thing but somehow he has this like irrational fear of of AI and he's like no no it's bad it's bad and he was just saying it out loud and I don't think anyone I don't even think his friends were like reacting to that one No for sure he's he's seen Terminator 2 too many times you know Yeah exactly um, I don't know uh yeah at at uh, about the 7th inning or so it was later in the game um, some guy was running up the stairs uh, of the upper deck box to try to get to, to the concourse of the upper deck so he could leave. Um, and we've we've talked about on the podcast, and this is just due to Wrigley Field being an old building. Uh, but the, the stairs in the upper deck are somewhat treacherous. Um, yeah, they're very so steep. If, you know, you got yeah, they're steep, and so you, you gotta be you gotta be careful. But uh, yeah, the, the, this uh, random guy who's running up the stairs just takes a digger. Like he just he just trips and falls. Uh, he falls up the stairs. Yeah. And so the guy, it happens right next to Floppy Hat Guy and us. And Floppy yeah. Hat Guy looks over and just goes, "Yow!" <laughs> um, and yeah, you you said it, Jeremy, in the moment when it happened. But you're like, "Yeah, how pissed would you be if you were that guy and you fell and like some fucking drunk like Floppy Hat Guy just like yows at you?" Yeah, exactly. No like help or like no like, "Whoa, are you okay?" Like it was just like. like that or whatever and it's like (laughs) fuck you dude like i just fell like what do you like make yourself useful or shut up you know like and like i think i was mid i think i was like saying something to you jack i was like mid-sentence and that happened i just like fucking lost it i just started like laughing because it's (laughs) like oh my god dude like you're so annoying like this i just fell and you're like you're just that's how you react it's like this isn't like a this is you're not watching america's funniest home videos like this happens this is happening in real life in front of you where you could do something and then you choose to do that so anyway it just i think i think that probably sums up this guy probably the best maybe sure. um i did see jack uh what his buddy who honestly his buddies seemed like the guy in front of you his friend also kind of seemed like a a windbag kind of guy or whatever, but he was De- not definitely. He, yeah. He just wasn't as loud as, as floppy hat guy. The guy to in front of me to the left seemed kind of just like a nerdy guy who was just kind of like quiet and along for the ride a little bit. He seemed out of place and like he wasn't <clears throat> having a good time. The guy in front of me almost could have been like floppy hat guy's other brother. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He like, it, honestly, he probably resents floppy hat guy because otherwise this guy would have been 
would be the the big loudmouth of the group. But <laughs> and I get to, I I felt like they were getting pretty drunk. I think they were like drinking pretty steadily through the game. They, they were. Yeah, they had at least at least like 3, I think. And so the guy in front of you, Jack, looked over at you at one point and he goes like Look at it. I, I think it was when he was standing, and I think maybe you might have like did your the the move like, hey, you know, I can't see. Like you're shifting side to side, sure. And and it was it was absolutely warranted. But like I think the guy, I think the guy saw you trying to do that and was kind of being like, oh, what this guy needs to see or something. Mm-hmm. And um, I heard him go like, oh, yeah, well, look at him scouting over there. And because because you had like your scorecard and like again like your binder or whatever that binder is trouble, Jack. <laughs> you, you've got yeah. You, you've brought it like twice and you've gotten two comments about it. So we'll we'll have to see what what happens with that binder. But like the guy goes like, look at him scouting over there. And uh, and then actually it was floppy hat guy goes like, he's not scouting, he's keeping score. Like yeah. yeah. So again again it was hard to pin this guy down. Floppy hat actually. Maybe like called off that guy like from like saying some <laughs> shit or something. I don't know. No, for sure. I I did the when that guy said that to me because I didn't. I legitimately didn't hear what he said. I I did the uh, Paul Turner reaction. I went, huh? Um, but <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I, uh, I I didn't hear him. And then yeah, Flappy Hat guy I guess came to the rescue. Um, Jeremy, I don't know if this has ever happened to you. I think it's happened to us. But like, that's not the first time that we've been keeping score and someone asked us if we were scouting. Um, yeah. We, yeah. You know, which so some sometimes people think that's like no, we're we're just if we were in scout seats, we'd be in the fucking you know in the in the first deck. No way. Right. Yeah, um, I know you can't scout a guy from fucking three hundred feet away. But no, yeah. no, um, unless you're probably like the the you know Mike Matheny's head scout or something. Probably <laughs> that, that's probably what they do. Yeah. Um, right. Uh, yeah. Last uh, last thing. This was just a small thing, but at some point. Well, um Yeah, I had yeah. one more thing too. Other than that. Sure, Real, sure. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, the way he reacted, probably. Well, but, um, that no, that too. But uh, I had not, there was one there was one more thing which I I don't think you you caught this. But real, oh, let me say real quick. So yeah. there was um so because this guy like there were there, okay so like a couple rows in front of those the those guys his friends were were like these two older guys they were wearing like custom city connect jerseys and for some reason like they were climbing up like three rows and then going out to the aisle through floppy hat guys aisle. Yep. Normally that's like a complete foul is to be like, Hey man, just don't make me get up just cause I'm one person in, in a row where you're not even sitting, like go through your row. Don't stop making me go through. But this, this guy kept going through there. I think I heard him say to floppy hat guy, something like these are supposed to be our seats or something like that. So like I don't know if they moved. I don't know what the situation was, but they the guy kept getting up. He got up a bunch he of times. He did keep getting up. He got up multiple times during that game. He did, and every time he went up, he crawled up to Floppy Hat Guy's row and made Floppy Hat Guy stand up and and let him through. And so one the like maybe the last time he came back to his seat, he walked by and he said like, "Hey, thanks, man." You know, and he goes like, "You know, if no one else, I at least I appreciate you." <laughs> and then floppy hat guy goes like, Oh no, man, it's okay. Whatever. And like, but it was like, and then I was like, don't tell, don't tell floppy hat guy. You appreciate him. Like no one appreciates him. Like he does. He doesn't need that kind of like positive reinforcement. No, probably made his day though. It's probably it, like the, the, yeah, no, he had justified he, his existence. He's like, you know what? I am doing pretty good or something. And like, <laughs> I'm not going to change after all. Like, fuck, like, thanks. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, one uh, one one other thing that I heard from him was uh, uh, he was just talking to his buddies. This was like seemed to be apropos of nothing, but he was like, 
Oh, yeah, I just saw Super Mario. Fun movie. Didn't take itself too seriously. It's like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks for, uh, thank, thank you for that. Um, yeah, that's that's funny. Uh, like, it's definitely a kid's movie. And like, uh, <laughs> but um, yes. yeah, that's that's funny. I, I wonder if he was by himself, like, watching that. Um, it, yeah. yeah. But uh, that's that's funny. I, I didn't hear him say that, so that, that was pretty good. Um, the last thing, yeah, the last thing about um, Floppy Hat Guy is all of that being said of, like, what, what the experience was like being behind this guy, um, I would have guaranteed you, I would have bet you money that he didn't, that he had no clue what was going on in the game. Um, however, um, when Peralta gets the hit off of, uh, off of Smiley, what does Floppy Hat Guy do? He slams his floppy hat onto the ground. He like ripped it off his head and slammed it to the ground. And then he kind of got up and left too. He like I think he got up and went to the bathroom or something. But um he would he, it 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 hurt him. It hit him hard and yeah. uh, he apparently was in on it. Like he knew what was going on. So he knew what was at stake. Yeah, like like you said Jeremy, a hard got it pinned down. Uh, as we were talking about him, I I sort of got the impression that it you know, with as many Cubs games as we go to, it may not be the last time we run into this guy. Could um, be, yeah. Uh, it will, it, you know, if he keeps wearing his floppy hat, he'll certainly be an easy guy to pick out. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we, we will see if he be, eventually becomes a, a recurring character. Um, one thing that's kind of a segue into the next thing uh, we're going to talk about, but uh, there was a camera guy who kept coming in our section. Uh, he yeah. came twice. First to, like, the, the Cubs play this game, and uh, it, it's like an autograph game where they uh, – uh, the, the Cubs will, like, show an autograph, and then they ask a fan in the stands, is this autograph real or is it is it fake? Um, and, you know, the, the fan has to guess, and then if they if they guess right, they win in uh, a bucket of Garrett's popcorn. So they were, they were playing this, um, this, this popcorn game in our section. Uh, it's very anticlimactic. Like, you know, the, the person just yeah. guesses, they get their popcorn, and then it's, it's done. Um, they, they guessed that it was Jan Gomes, which would be kind of... Um, uh, you know, some foreshadowing for us. Jeremy, have you ever seen this game played and it's been a fake autograph? No, was it Justin Steele today? I've seen Gomes before. Yes, it was, um, yeah, it was Gomes before. It was Steele at this game we were at. Okay. Um, but okay. yeah, we did see Jan Gomes. I did see it fake once, and I actually think I got fooled. And it might have been Jan Gomes, actually. Interesting. I can't remember, um, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, they played that game in our section, and then there was another... Uh, Another time, the, that same camera guy was over there. He must have just been the guy who was like stationed in left field. But uh, yeah, he was he was having a bunch of kids like line up so that they could show them <laughs> yeah. all on the scoreboard. Yeah. And that that was kind of annoying. It, it didn't really affect us that much, but it's like it, it took like it took like three minutes for this guy to get his shot together. He was like rearranging all the kids yeah. and stuff. He was like, he's um, like, all right, get closer together, get closer together, like move up, move up, and he's like, all right, you two climb over, climb over the seat and get behind him, get behind him, and like he was like moving these kids around, and I'm like, you know, I'm a guy who's in like video and like de- deals with like high school kids, like high school kids, and like, maybe that's the, the the difference because like I tell kids like, like whenever we try to do like our class picture, it's like it's fucking, I you know, I feel the the pain of like a parent with like five kids because it's like. You, you can't get these kids to do what you need them to do. And this guy was like, yeah, climb over the seat and get behind them. And I'm like, dude, like, good luck. You're not going to get the shot you want, you know? No, for sure. And, and there's something <clears throat> about it, too, that, you know, you, you you feel like with a lot of those camera shots, it's like, uh, you know, it's candid. But it's, you know, and most of them seem to be. But, like, how, how many of those shots that they show on, on the camera there are not candid and are as staged as, as that one was? I don't even remember. I don't even remember seeing that shot on the big scoreboard. I, I think maybe we were, 
we had I, we had started to move towards right field at that point or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um. But but anyway, Floppy Hat. I don't know if you remember this, Jeremy, but he saw the Floppy Hat guy saw the camera guy. And multiple times he begged him. He was like, hey, hey, I want to get on camera. Can you put yeah. me on camera? Do you, I remember. Yeah, you just re- he said like, hey, if I drink this beer, will you put me on camera? Like he, he was saying that like he wanted to be the guy who chugs the beer or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But, and yeah. then the camera guy was just kind of like laughing it off like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. But no. Um, like yeah. So like I, I felt kind of bad for the camera guy that like I'm sure he gets it all the time. Ugh, but he, yeah. it's probably one of the big drawbacks of that job. But like he had to positively reinforce not wanting at all to put this guy on camera. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was a tough situation for him to be in. Um, yeah. So um so as we talked about earlier, like, you know, everyone was um, like, you know, in on it, like in, in on the perfect game, like they could sense it, they could feel the, the vibes. There was definitely one guy who, who was not in on it. And um, if you guys go to our Instagram, I posted a picture of it. I, I told you, Jack, that I was going to do this, um, <clears throat> but I, I did it anyway. And I just framed it in a different way. I I wrote the caption a little different, but basically um, I mean, do you want to talk about it, Jack? Do you want to explain? Sure. Um, and, you know, yeah, you can add on. But so there was this guy and he was there with a with, with some friends. And it was a similar situation to Floppy Hat Guy, except that this guy was in the row in front of his friends so he could talk to them all. But, um, you know, instead of, instead of making his friends uh, or instead of himself turning around to talk to his friends, he just thought it would be better to stand up and completely turn around and face his friends and have his back to the field uh, for, for long periods of time. Now, this guy would have right been right in our line of sight. He would have blocked home plate. Um, and, you know, J- Jeremy, neither of us is George Murison, but, like, this guy was a micro guy. And may- yeah. maybe he felt, uh, you know, maybe he felt comfortable standing because he's just not used to being in anybody's way. I don't know. But when the eighth inning started and Smiley came out to pitch, this guy had his back completely to the field talking to his buddies and drinking a, a high noon or whatever whatever kind of drink he had. He was also uh, taking selfies of himself, too, holding the beer up. He um, was. Um, yeah, yeah, as if he was going to put him on Snapchat. It, it looked lame. It, it always looks lame when, like, a guy takes a selfie of himself. Um, yeah. It's just not, uh, you know, in, in that fashion. It's just not great. Um, so, so it, uh, yeah, this guy was uh, this guy was ridiculous. I'm glad, I'm glad you got a picture of him because it's, um, you well, know, it was something that deserved to be documented. Honestly, I was shaming him because like he was taking this picture. And so I whipped my camera out and I was like taking pictures of the field, which was directly in front of me. But he had to have as he was like taking a selfie in the background, he had to see me like squaring up and taking my picture with him clearly in it. And I I, I, I like to think I shamed him a little bit. But the picture (laughs) that I got is is fantastic. It's it's right after I was looking at it closer and you could see Peralta on first base. It was right after Smiley gave up the hit, but he's still on the mound. And I got a picture of this doofus, like, taking a selfie of himself holding his beer up next to his face. And uh, I just – I wrote, some of us almost witnessed history at the Cubs game yesterday. Um, and it's kind of cool. Uh, I follow this guy, and this guy follows us back, uh, Cubs Ballhawk. He's just some guy. I don't know who he is exactly, but I'm sure we were in his presence before. But he has a, a, a an account, um, yeah. Instagram account, and takes these pictures. And actually has a drone, too, that he, like – or he has a selfie stick that he uses, but, um, but yeah, we were, um, <clears throat> he follows us and, um, he liked that picture. So that was kind of cool. 
Yeah, um, I'm looking at that picture now, Jeremy. That's uh, yeah. <laughs> that's it's, a funny fucking picture, man. Yeah, it's perfect. I mean, it just shows the guy's back is completely to the field, and he's taking a selfie of himself, and he looks like a fool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's that's great. That's what this podcast is all about. Yes, um, exactly. Um, all right. Uh, so, well, yeah. speaking of what another thing that this podcast is all about, um, we did like move um uh down uh to right field, and um we were kind of we kind of got ourselves in like kind of like a holding pattern until the game ended and we could shoot down to the corner uh to the right field corner. As we were sitting down, we kind of like <clears throat> just kind of started squatting in this one section. It was like we sat down in this row, and Jack dropped. So there was a giveaway at the game, and um. This is one that Jack didn't didn't uh, turn over right away. He was holding on to it, um, but it was like a luggage tag, um, and honestly, it kind of sucks because it was a luggage. It's like the Cubs London series luggage tag, and at one point, I was looking into possibly going to London for this series because it takes place during my birthday. Um, I thought it would have been pretty cool. I've never been to London before, um, and it would be cool to be at those games. And I just think like it's just the fucking airfare is just too expensive. It's just mm-hmm. too too much money. So it was kind of rubbing salt in the wounds that they were giving away this luggage tag where I maybe could have used it, but I just don't think it's going to happen. Um, but Jack dropped his while we were kind of stuck in this section. And uh, uh, the the usher, there was an usher lady, and she's like, oh, you dropped your uh, your giveaway there, your luggage tag. And Jack's like, oh, you know, thank you, thank you. And he picked it up, and the lady goes like, yeah, you don't want to lose that. And I was thinking, like, lady, you don't even know. Like, <laughs> I don't yep. think this guy would care if he lost it. No, I, I did want to lose it, actually. Um, <laughs> I, th- I threw it away when I got home. Did so, you, uh, you know, I, I offered it to you, Jeremy, but you were, you were, not, you were noncommittal. Maybe, maybe you had those inner feelings about it. I, you know, I don't know if that contributed to it. but Yeah, yeah. I, um, <clears throat> it is kind of like salt in the wound, though. I wonder what those are going for on eBay. Let me, I'll try to do a quick check. Oh, man. Now maybe I don't want to know. Um, That's the reason to not get rid of it, I would say. But it's also like you got to sell it on eBay and shit. You have to have an account and all that stuff, but. For sure. Yeah. I, um, uh, Hey Jeremy, the, the, that lady too, that usher lady, she mentioned my Expos hat and then I, I, you know, I was nice again. I was like, Oh yeah, well, you know, thanks. And then she kept talking to me and I completely yeah. missed an at bat because of that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She was, she was like kind of just carrying on this conversation that's like, did not seem like, <clears throat> you know, worth like, yeah, it was like, it seemed like there wasn't room for a conversation and she kind of kept it going for some reason. Sure. Um, well, anyway, you know, the game ended, uh, you know, as I said, it was it was a, a crap show. And, uh, you know, we, we, we went outside to the bus. Uh, we knew that we, we had done the bus the previous night, as Jeremy uh, alluded to. Um, and we knew it was going to be busy. But we happened to be the first people down there. We made, we made fantastic time. Uh, we were in a good spot to begin with, but we didn't have to deal with any like kids going four wide this time, so we could just kind of shoot, uh, shoot down the concourse and get in there. Um, uh, so we, we, were the, we, had the, we, were the, we had the catbird seat, I guess as we can continue to call it. Um, we saw a security guard uh, that we hadn't seen in a while. So uh, the Cubs beefed up security for the Dodgers series, it seems, um, and they literally busted out the big guns. Uh, <laughs> our buddy, our buddy with the uh, the pistol, who who we've seen multiple times since 2019, when or maybe 2021, when we first started doing this, uh, was there. Um, we don't have a good name for him yet. Uh, yeah. It's a work in it's a work in progress. 
Uh, one thing, one thing about this guy, Jeremy, for me is that when you look at him, he couldn't possibly have any other job than security guard or like yeah. bouncer. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's just the way he's built. Um, he's like a he's like a guy who's about as as tall as we are, but he's just he's stocky, but not not like really that ripped. Um, but not not in bad shape either. He's got like a a really short like hair on the side, just kind of a crew cut. He wears yeah. um he wears a lot of bling. Uh, like he's yeah. got a, he's got a nice watch and like he's got he wears rings and stuff. He might have earrings too. It's like th- and he's got some tattoos. It's like this guy's just a fucking this guy's a bouncer or security guard if you ever saw one. Yeah, I almost want to like this is giving him too much credit, but I'm just I just recently watched uh, rewatched uh, Sicario, and like yeah. he kind of reminds me of like John Barenthal from Sicario a little bit, but sure. John okay. Barenthal is more ripped than this guy. This guy's sure. kind of just like a schmo, but like I mean. He's he's a goofy guy. Uh, I kind of like the big gun, honestly, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, but but yeah, so I don't know, but um, but yeah, he was there with with his gun. Um, so, <laughs> so that's that's the point yeah. of all that is to say that he's back. Um, we he was kind of he did talk to us a little bit last year. This time he didn't really say anything, but uh, I could see if we see him again, maybe he'll he'll. You know, he'll, he'll, he like remembered us once, but then I think forgot us again. And so like, sure, I can see him re remembering us basically. Um, De- definitely. Yeah. He, hey, he's the biggest, he's the biggest shot out of, out of all of like those security guards. It's like, he's yeah. the one who seems to, he, he seems to run the show. Um, so yeah, I, it, it, you know, maybe even if he did know us, it would, uh, it would kind of mess with his swag a little bit to like acknowledge, true. acknowledge a fan. He, he was the guy who said, I can't give away that information. Like before, before the that fan, which I don't know if we talked about that on the podcast, uh, I can't give away that. I don't give out that kind of information. Yeah. I remember some some fan asked that guy, the the guy, the big gun, like, "Hey, uh, do the players come out, or when do the players come out, or who come who's come out?" And he's like, "I'm sorry, I don't give out that information or something like that." Yep. So, um, yep. so yeah, that's right. Um, uh, hey, Jack, real quick side note: It looks like that luggage tag is actually going for about like twenty bucks. Ah, um, god damn it! But uh, uh, you know, I, I hey, I could have given it to you, sold it, and we could have bought it. We could have bought tickets to a damn game for that. True. Is it? Uh, has it gone out already? Is it in the incinerator? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah you, probably, bitch. you probably don't want to fish that out of the garbage anyway. But um, I might sell mine for that price. I mean, I would kind of would rather get rid of it because it does. It is. It is kind of like it, it stings a little bit. But. <laughs> Well, yeah. Now, now it stings for me too. So, so thanks. Um, <laughs> I'm like, it's weird. Like, I, I didn't think that one would be a, a huge seller. Twenty yeah. bucks is actually more than I thought it would be. Um, uh, but it is. It's not. I don't think it's like actually leather, but it has a. It feels like it's like real leather. Um, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little surprised that it's going for that much. But um, yeah, those things sell. Like, I got a, a pin on opening day that was selling for like fifty bucks. Um, like if I would have sold, if I would have thought to sell it like right after, like I, this is pre podcast, but like I made a killing on bobbleheads at one point at Wrigley field. Like I think, I'm think maybe I touched on it on, on podcasts a little bit, but like, um, but yeah, like, so there's a, there's a side hustle of selling Cubs giveaways for sure. And yeah, that the, the luggage tag surprised me a little bit, but um, yeah, twenty bucks is twenty bucks. So oh, that'll be the last, I guess the last time I throw away uh, a Cubs giveaway. Don't um, throw it away, man. You know, nothing's yeah. better than making an easy buck. All right, good. Uh, good to know. Good to know, Jeremy. Well, and now I'm sad about that damn thing too. But, <laughs> uh, oh well, I, I, I suppose I'll get over it. Um, 
Yeah, so uh, so we were the first two up, but uh, the, the crowd just kept growing all around us. Um, uh, it, eventually, it, it got to the point where there were probably a hundred, over a hundred people there. I'd say 150 people, uh, and it was like ten rows deep too. We were the first row, but it just it just went back. The the crowd grew like a weed, and they were all Dodgers fans. And most of these people were, were just idiots too. Um, yeah. So it was just it was a bad scene. It was. Um, we can. I, I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about what happened the night before too. But yeah, sure. There there were not as many people there the night before, but that game started in a delay. I think it was delayed yep. for like forty minutes or something, forty five minutes. Um, and like, the so the game ended like what like eleven. Well, I mean, by the time they came out, it was about like eleven thirty. I want to say, was that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. They didn't start coming out till after eleven p.m. So that yeah. was a, that was a late one, and it was a weeknight. It was a Thursday night, but still, it was a it was a school night. So and there was, it was late. There was enough people there that night under those circumstances, and no one stopped. None of nope. the players stopped. None Not of the announcers or coach. Not none of the coaches stopped either, did they? No. Oral Hershiser told fans to go get him at a, at the hotel, which is. Chris, Chris was there, and we were remarking, like, we've never seen that happen. Like, why would you encourage people to go to – this is why the people go to the hotel is because people like that are encouraging them. Um, one other person did, too. Uh, who was it? One of the coaches also said it, too. Like, oh, I'll, I'll get you at the hotel or whatever. Yeah, I, I can't <clears> remember, but th- there was more than one guy who said it. Hershiser was disappointing. Um, the first yeah. night, uh, Thursday, the night, the day we didn't go to the game um, – uh, so Anthony was there. So this was the first Anthony appearance of the season. Yeah. Before he came, uh, his buddy his buddy showed up. Jeremy, you showed up a little after me, but his buddy was the guy that was just to my left. And he and I were kind of talking before you got there, and he saw my cards, and, you know, I, I he was like, oh, yeah, like, uh, what do you got there? I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I got some cards. Uh, he's like, yeah, yeah, I got some stuff too. So he showed me his cards, and he had cards of all the guys. And I was like, have you ever tried to graft the Dodgers before? And he said no. Um so he, you know, and he was with Anthony, and, and we've said this before. Uh, Anthony, like, you know, he's he's a goofy guy, but yeah. he does have good information, just, probably just because he's always there. Yeah. But so this guy tells me like a pretty valuable piece of information because we had been talking about getting Jason Hayward. So he says to me, he's like, "Yeah, Hayward, uh, he drove he drove here today. He's in the Cubs parking lot, so he's not going to come to the bus." And I was like, "Oh, really? Like that? That makes sense." And the guy goes, "Yeah, here, look, see." And he shows me a picture on his phone of Hayward <laughs> of Hayward walking into the stadium, yeah. and it's like you know, and and of course Anthony who who came up later and start and was chilling with this guy like was probably there too. So the, these guys, you know, we we've speculated about Anthony before. Like, what the hell does he do for a living? It seems like he can just stay at the stadium all day and like try to get autographs from these guys. Um, but yeah, they were both as as more and more Dodgers came out. They were both lamenting like how none of the guys were signing. And after Hershiser said the thing about the hotel, the guy goes to me. He's like, "Yeah, they never sign at the hotel. That's why I stopped going there." Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, the, him and Anthony probably definitely go to the hotel too. So, oh god, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I don't think we've talked too much about the hotel, but like, that's like the dark side. Like we've seen, we've heard on the like at the at hanging out at the bus like of guys who actually go to the hotel too and it's like that might be like a a bridge too far you know yeah that that's not a a threshold i'm i'm really willing to cross um so yeah um but uh you know some some people do it uh but yeah none of the dodgers were stopping at all uh chris was telling us that he'd heard that the dodgers were really bad graphers i don't know if that facebook site that you guys go to um you know has any of that information but 
Yeah, uh, you know, we figured it was going to kind of be a bust, and it totally was. It was a complete goose egg. No, no autographs the previous night. Yeah. Um, so, so that was that was what we went into on on Friday. We highly debated if it was even worth going to the the Dodgers bus that day, but we figured we'd give it one more shot. Yep. Um. So yeah, there were just idiots all around. Um. Obviously, it was a tough game for the Dodgers. So the players started coming out, and there were like people behind us. Basically, there was at one point like some lady who like tried to get like Jack to like let her her kid go up to the the fence, but like Jack didn't hear her ask that. And I kind of just was like, uh, well, I'm, I don't know what's going on over there. Like, I'm just, I'm worried about yeah. what's happening here. And that, that's a, that's a, I will say, I'm, I'm glad I didn't hear her. Um, if she would have asked me, I would have told her no. Um, Cause it's like, I don't, I don't have to let your fucking kid get in here. It's like, we, we have the space so your kid can find somewhere else to go. But it's like, you know, I, I don't know that that's a, that's a bullshit ask. Although now that I'm thinking about it, maybe it would be good to let, give the kid some space. Cause it's like, he's got a better chance of getting an autograph than me. Yeah. But um, still, it's like you don't you don't understand what you're talking about. Don't don't ask. Don't ask. Uh, don't ask if you can have my space. Also, I feel like there was like three kids back there. So like what like. Yeah. What's going to happen? Like what? Like are all of them going to spill in there? There there were some kids to my left and I kind of was like, this could be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it turns out it, it wasn't. It didn't make a lick of difference. Um, no. <clears throat> but but yeah. So I think I don't know if it was the mom who asked you or it was just a different lady. But there were like, there's all these like Dodger super fans. Like it's weird that there's there's people down there who are also just trying to see the players and get videos of them. I mean I guess it's yep. not that weird. I guess I understand. But like there are people who just want to like yell their names and 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 take videos of them. Um, and so this lady was like behind Jack basically. And so again, like, you know, Dodgers almost got El Perfectoed. Um, uh, so they were, you know, it was a tough game and they lost 13, nothing. So players would come out and this lady was yelling like, Oh, it's okay. It's okay. And then like, we should say there's a guy, there's a, a, is he, he's the bench coach Jack for the Dodgers. uh, uh, Danny Lehman is his name. Yeah. And like, he is a short guy with long black, like long dark black, like dark brown black hair, whatever. And um, the only giveaway that he's not a player is that he's like he's kind of he's kind of a micro guy, honestly. He, he is. He, he looks a little bit like Steve Nash or something. Yeah, I, I could see that. Um, but he kind of looks like James Outman. Um, and um, so. Uh, we saw him the previous night and we were like, is that Outman? And then we were like, dude, this guy's like short. This is not James Outman. This is not like um, a player. And we were like, we looked it up and then Jack like pulled up the guy, the bench coach. He's like, I think that's the bench coach guy, whatever. And he pulled up a picture. I'm like, oh yeah, that's, that was definitely him. So, but like this James Outman guy is, is, is blowing up, taking like, you know, like really kind of stepping out there. I, um, I've uh, made quite a lucrative, uh, killing on like two of his like rookie cards basically uh, during that series when he was kind of playing out of his mind. Um, so he's a big deal like right now in, in baseball and definitely with the Dodgers. And so this guy, this Lehman guy, like he needs to cut his hair because like he looks too much like Outman and like he must have Outman yelled at him every day at this point. And maybe he likes yep. it. I don't know. But yeah. so he, he came out to the bus and of course, and so by this day after being at the bus the day before, we knew that that was an outman, but you know, other people didn't know. 
And this lady, this, the guy comes out and he goes right on the bus. But I hear the lady behind Jack goes like, oh, it's okay, Outman. Yep. And it's like, ugh, like bad. It's bad. And it, honestly, it's not, I mean, th- th- this lady was bad. But like, I also, I think he's he's partially to blame as well. No, for sure. Yeah, like, is it is it better to um, toil in obscurity and no one knows you, or to like have people cheer for you, but it's you're the but they're cheering for the wrong person? Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So eventually, like you said, we were heavily debating whether or not even to go to the Dodgers bus on the second day. Uh, the Dodgers had also had like this the four party buses parked behind their buses that were going back to the hotel. Um, and a few guys got on the regular hotel bus, like Muncie got on there, Chris Taylor and his wife got on there, uh, a couple of other players. But the, the lion's share of the players were, were going on these party buses. Um, Jeremy speculated that Jason Hayward was taking them all out to dinner, um, you know, and, and funnily enough, that would be on the Cubs' dime. But whatever, it seemed like most <laughs> of the players were just, were just, going, uh, were just going on these party buses. Syndergaard and Phil Bickford, who we should say walked out together both nights. Yeah. Um, uh, what's funny about that is uh, Syndergaard and Bickford look exactly like each other. They're yeah. the only two guys on the team that are big, tall, like uh, kind of burly guys with blonde hair. Uh, they look like a, a wrestling tag team. Um, yes, yes. It's, it's just absurd. It, it's like there's 24 other guys on the team besides the individual guy, and it's like they, they made the choice. They're like, hey, like, you know, like we look like each other, we should like hang out together. Um, yeah, Jeremy, you said they're probably sharing hair tips, which yeah. probably is not entirely inaccurate. Yeah, um, I was. I think I was even saying that Bickford. I think Bickford. Bickford is slightly smaller than Cindergard. He so is. Like, He's a little more slight. Yeah. I almost feel like Bickford is trying to be like Cindergard. So sure. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, it was. Um, it was kind of funny. Um, but like, yeah, at the time that we were at the Dodgers bus on Friday, it was it was a fruitless effort. Um, Oral Hershiser came out again. We tried to like we called it. We really I feel like we kind of sold out for him, and he kind of gave us like a head fake. He almost like looked and like waved and then jumped jumped on the bus. It was like a three point move where he yep. like head faked, put his hand up to wave, and then got right on the bus. And like he wasn't the only one who was I felt like head faking us. Like there were several guys who kind of like looked over almost like they were going to sign for a second and then just like pivoted back and got on the bus or whatever. Yeah. I feel like Bob Guerin did that too. the, uh, yeah. major league field coordinator and former player, uh, whose card, whose card we had, Jeremy was kind enough to loan me one for the afternoon if I'd gotten it signed. But, uh, yeah. Um, so, so those, uh, you know, those guys, it was either a head fake or they went to the party buses. Hayward came out for the bus the second day. He didn't drive, but he went on the party bus. Uh, and I think when we saw Shelby Miller get on those party buses, we're like, okay, like, if he's invited to this party, like we're just going to fucking leave. Yeah. It was Shelby Miller who said, uh, you know, I'll get you at the hotel. That's right. Ah, um, that was him. Okay. Great. On, Thurs- oh. on Thursday night. Yeah. And then, yeah, he went to the, yeah, he went to the party bus on, on Friday and like, yeah, it was just like, it was just, it wasn't looking good. And I think we just, we looked at each other. We had already kind of discussed this, but like, we were just like, you know what? Like, we're out of here. Like this is, this is pointless. Yeah, what uh, one thing right when we left though that was when Mark Pryor was coming out. Yeah, um, and he he went to the hotel bus, so we were already sort of out of the vicinity. But Jeremy spotted him coming out, and you were like, "Oh shit, it, it's Pryor!" And we, you know, we both really, at least I really wanted Pryor. I have a cool heritage card of him. But uh, so we we weren't in a position where we could really yell for him anymore. But nobody else yelled for him either. There's 200 Dodger fans at this bus. Not a single one of them yelled for Pryor. No, it was ridiculous. Like we, as we turned right as we turned around and started kind of like, like kind of like 
trying to sift ourselves through the crowd, I heard someone say like, "Oh, here comes Pryor," and then I heard they go, they they're like, "Here comes Pryor, the pitching coach." It's like you don't know who fucking Mark Pryor is, and then he comes out and no one, yeah, not one yell whatsoever. I think I kind of try to yell from on the side of the bus. And there was no way he was going to come over or he even hear us. But it was like, what the hell? Like, no one yelled for him at all? I figured maybe they yelled for him. He'd come over and maybe we could kind of vulture in and get his autograph. But they didn't even yell for him. So, like, it's like it was just a wasted. It was just like a fruitless thing all around. Um, when we did turn around, I remember, like, because we had, like, primo seat, like primo spots, I kind of wanted to give it to someone who was, like, maybe somewhat cool. And I did turn around and, like, there was some guy behind me, maybe in like his twenties or something. And I'm like, Hey, you want my spot? And the, I feel like the guy was like, Oh, uh, uh. and then like the lady who I think was yelling, like, it's okay. It's okay. Outman. I think she goes like, I want it. And I just yep. I was like, I was like, whatever. And I just like walked away. And yeah. I, let them and I don't know if you saw, saw her either, but she, first <laughs> of all, she yelled for Alex Vessia, like way too yes. loud, like right, right in my ear. And it's yeah. just like, I, I can't stand people who yell in my ear. Um, she might have been the same woman who yelled for Trace Thompson the previous night. Who but... rattled my skull. There, yeah. There was yeah, a woman when... to my left. She goes like, Trace Thompson comes out and she's like, I love you, Trace! And it went like yep. right in my fucking skull. It like chattered my teeth. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it was it was insufferable. Uh, so the lady that ended up volunteering herself for the spot we vacated, um, she, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but so she was one of those people you described that just wanted pictures and videos of the Dodger players so she could put them on her TikTok or Instagram or whatever. But she's like, oh, I want that spot. And she had her phone and she held it over her head like she was Charlton Heston in the Ten Commandments. It was just like, it was just, it was just annoying and, and obnoxious. Um, it wasn't uh so it wasn't a bad thing to just, to just get out of there. Uh, yeah. And I think we met up with Chris, who was at the Cubs bus. Was yeah, he there he, already? He had communicated to us that he was over by the Cubs bus. Yeah. Um. So. Uh. So yeah, we we went over there to see what was going on. Um. Figured maybe at the back of the you know uh, parking lot we would be we would maybe get some 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 uh, action. Uh, but we were sitting up in the front for a little bit and like um you know I think uh, Luis Torrens came out. Um. Chris had mentioned that he had like just missed uh, Jameson Tyon. Um, but we just, we were there for a little bit. It was just too crazy. It's just too hard. I can't imagine like getting someone in the front of the Cubs bus. We've gotten nope. it, but like in front of the Cubs parking lot, but like, it's just such a tall, like order that it's just almost not worth it. We ended up yep. going to the back um, of the parking uh, lot and, um, we were the only three people back there, right? There was one guy yeah. who was a beer vendor. He was like a Cubs beer vendor. And he, he was like a big guy. He was like a big, like, dude. He, he was a big dude. Uh, and I, it was, I wasn't even really sure what he was doing back there because he didn't seem like he was trying to get autographs. He, he wasn't. He was just leaning against the dumpster, kind of like muttering to himself yeah. and to us. He was, again, inserting himself in our conversation um, and he was inserting himself into everyone's, um, business. So when we walked right, when we walked up, there was a, but there was a car in the back there and we we're like, when you see a car back there, you're like, Oh, is this, um, is this a player? Is he, has he, is he currently stopped signing autographs? As we got closer, it was just like four like randos and a dog. And I heard, I heard Josh go like, 
uh, is that Millie? Is that it, almost like as if we were, were like, oh, is that Ballinger? Is that Ballinger? Is that yeah. Hosmer? And Jack was like, right. is that Millie? Is that Millie? Yeah. And well, I was it Millie? Do you think? I mean, I think it was Millie, but yeah. like, what yeah. context? Like, I didn't recognize that the old lady and like there one time Millie was with a, a younger guy. I couldn't really, I didn't really commit him to memory, but that dog, it, the, the dog definitely looked like Millie. So I think Millie was back. Yes. But basically what it was, it was like four people, like it's just two people were like leaving and getting in a car and then two people were like walking in their car and it's like saying goodbye or something. But the dog was like, someone took the dog away maybe to like pee or something. And then they were like, all right, we got to go. And they kind of were like bringing the dog back. And trying to get the dog in the car. And the dog didn't want to go. Millie, whatever, didn't want to go. And all I heard from, like, we at this point, we had kind of, like, walked around that car and gotten to our spot, like, right by the alley. And the beer vendor guy was behind us, like, leaning against the, the dumpster. And the dog, they were trying to get the dog back in. And it was a whole thing. And I hear the, the beer vendor guy, he would say this. He would say things out loud, but not really to anyone. And I just heard him go, like, just let her do her business. Just let her do her business, and so like saying like like let's just let the dog like take a crap or something because it doesn't yeah. doesn't want to get in the car. And it was like, who the hell are you? Like, what are you? Are you the fucking Cesar Milan, the dog whisperer? Like, um, and it was like weird, and like no one heard him, like except for us. But he wasn't like that one was definitely not to. If anything, it was to them, but he was not saying it to them. It was weird. Um, yeah, and then he would continue saying other things like that out loud. He, he would, yeah. He also said he was like, yeah, Chelios is over at Murphy's right now. Like, yeah, he's probably right. still over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, right. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, he was saying, like, I think he maybe asked us, like, do guys ever stop back here and sign or whatever? And I think yeah. maybe Chris said, like, it's hit or miss or something. But, like, he would just say stuff out loud. Like, and, and it was, like, it would be, like, something like, like, we would be standing, me, you, and Chris would be standing there talking, like, you know, okay, yeah, well, maybe, you know, this or whatever. And then you would just hear the guy from behind go, like, yeah, so uh, I've got to work tomorrow again. Crazy. You know, something like <laughs> stuff like he would just say like non sequiturs like that. And it's like, are you talking to us? Like, are you trying to say something to us? Like, can we help you? And he would just say like stuff like that. Like, yeah, the Cubs, um, you know, they're, they, they, they did a good job today or something. Like, it, was, it wasn't even that like related to anything. It wasn't even that topical. It was just non sequiturs. No, it was, yeah, it was, it was weird. Uh, yeah, and he was definitely just a, he wasn't a guy you would have wanted to be out there with, like if it was just you and him or something. I don't know. Yeah, it was just, right. He had a he had a, a weird vibe, um, but I mean that's kind of what you get when you're leaning against a dumpster. So uh, I don't it, I don't know. And yeah. He was leaning on he was leaning on this dumpster too. It was yeah. just a, an odd choice. Uh, it, it was weird. It, it was um, uh, sort of across the street um, of the parking lot. Uh, there was this couple, and we didn't notice them at first. Uh, they were about our age, you know, maybe maybe early forties. Um, they seemed older uh, than that. I, I want to say they seemed older than that. Sure, maybe like fifty. Uh, yeah. So yeah, they were yeah a little older, but you know they they were fully adults. They weren't some drunk like twenty year old couple. But, no. So so they uh, we didn't notice them, uh, you know. But so we were just kind of chilling there, and I think you, me, and Chris were just ca- talking about something. And all of a sudden, we heard yelling. We heard them yelling at at each other from across the street. Yeah. And Jeremy's like, Jeremy's like, oh, we got a we got a domestic situation here. And um, so the uh, the guy was was yelling at presumably his girlfriend or wife about wife. how they uh, how they missed their train. And he kept going like, we missed our train. And that was like that was all you could hear. He's and like, we missed the last train out of the city. 
or something yep. like that. We missed yeah. our last train. How are we going to get home? Which, if you know anything about the Metro, it was like, you know, five in the afternoon. And those trains run, like, hourly um, yeah. to, like, all, all places. So it's like, no, there's no way that they, that they missed their train. Um, the funny part about it was is that uh, he kept walking away from her, like, storming away and then walking back. Uh, it happened yeah. about three different times where he walked completely away he, and then came back. I likened it to the old uh, Earl Weaver quip, uh, clip where he's arguing with the umpire Ed Haller about just some bullshit. And they're like, you're a liar. No, you are a liar, Earl. It was the same <laughs> vibe. Um, this guy even had like, it was almost like a baseball fight that was happening outside of the stadium with like a, between an umpire and a manager. This guy, this this guy's body language like he was kind of hunched over. He was making big big gestures with his arms, and yeah. then the woman just wasn't having any of it. It's like no matter what he said, it was like she completely disregarded. She was like uh, ignoring him. She was like on her phone, and yep. she's he's like, "What are we gonna do?" And she was just like looking at her phone. He had like a did he have a suitcase with him or bag? He had like a big bag, and he kept yeah. like slamming it on the ground. He kept like dropping it. And it sounded like an empty cooler, like an an empty igloo igloo cooler that like being like kind of like boom to the ground and like he's like and he he's like we gotta get up we gotta start moving like he kept saying he just is like pleading with her and the woman was just like like what do you want me to do or something like what are you talking about and like she was just like looking on her phone or something like it was i i almost like i'm i it pains me to kind of even get into this because there's no way we can do it justice of what it was it was just like no. The guy was like, he was just like, no, we missed our train. Like, like, yeah. and it's like, I can't even do the voice, but it was just, it, it's like seemingly like there was no one there to watch them. Like we were like lucky to like get a window in on them, but it seemed like they were like, seemed like they were, they seemed to think like they were maybe by themselves or whatever. They were just yelling and not, didn't care if anyone heard them, but like, it was like our own little show basically. Yeah, it- it was great. Uh, yeah, and the guy was definitely throwing a tantrum. Uh, so th- the way it ended was he just decided to uh, sit sit down like yes. against a against a building, and for about fifteen minutes he was just sitting there as she was had her back to him and was just still on her phone. Um, whatever they were trying to resolve, like to get a train or something, there seemed to be no resolution in sight to it. So I don't know how they eventually got off that street corner, but like not, <laughs> yeah. neither one of them seemed to be actively trying to solve whatever problem they were, they were having. Um, yeah. They may have been, they may have been there till the next train the next day, but like, yeah, <laughs> unless they were taking like an Amtrak, I don't know what other train they couldn't have just gotten in another hour like, right, or two right. hours at the most. Um, but yeah, so like, and they were from the suburbs, like seemingly, and I just, I just, you know, Godspeed to them. I don't know what happened, but, um, but yeah. Um, um so we, uh, Cody Bellinger passed us by, uh, in his, uh, in his SUV with Florida plates. Uh, that one was kind of annoying because he was stopped at the stoplight and we were trying, his, his windows were tinted. So we were trying to figure out who it was. And there was like this mom and kids who had randomly walked up. And right as Cody Bellinger was like just about to drive away, the mom was like, that's Cody Bellinger. And you were like, uh, you know, you were like, oh, yeah, it'd be nice if she would have mentioned something that like that a little sooner. Um, yeah. We determined, uh, Jeremy, you know, I'll, I'll give you credit for this uh, this move, but it's like no matter who it is, I think we've decided that at the back of the parking lot, if it's just us and like Josh and his friends are not there to stop the car, uh, the thing to do is to hold up our blue Sharpie and just like look as friendly as we can 
And then, uh, you know, I, either whoever's in the car will stop or they won't. Um, we, we pretty well identified Jan <clears throat> Gomes's car, but it's hard to it's hard to make these guys. Yeah, it's like it's like just it's like we realize just just ask for the autograph and then find out who it is when they stop and then just try like hell to get their card ready. Yep. Um, you know, we, I think do you keep yours in alphabetical order by last name? Uh, uh, with the Cubs, I, I do the visiting team. I haven't the last couple times, but yeah, they're, they're in alphabetical order, I think. Okay. Yeah. So like, yeah, you, you, you have to have some sort of like method, um, in order to find the cards in a quick fashion because you got to pull it out really quick. And so, yeah. So like we were just, you know, we, it occurred to us like to just, just try to stop the car first and then get the autograph. Um, we, yeah, like I think, uh, Brandon Hughes came by. Michael Rucker came by being driven by his like girlfriend. Swanson got picked up by a, a, a private driver who was like waiting there and like this like yep. Cubs leather jacket. Um, and then like, I guess like the last car to come out, um, we saw, did we, I think we saw, we made him before he stopped. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Cause we knew what his car looked like too. So we were like, Oh, that's, that's Jan Gomes. So that, yeah. that was one where we, where we made him. But we, uh, you know, we did the move uh, where we just held the held the pens up, and sure enough, he stopped. And uh, the, you know, it was just you, me, and Chris. Yeah. He stopped for us and he signed for us. Uh, and we we uh, we got him on three different teams, which is funny. So yeah. I got him on Oak. I got him on Oakland. What'd you get him on? I got him on his Cubs card, um, mm-hmm. his Cubs update card. Um, so this is his first non photoshopped Cubs. Nice uniform card, and Chris yeah. got him on a Nationals card, I think. Okay. So yeah, even, I think it was a heritage that Chris got him on too. Yeah, I don't um, even remember him being on the Nationals, but um uh, yeah, he yeah. was on the World Series team, right? Did he catch the last out? Um yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I kind of forgot about that. Um yeah, that's right. So I had a card. I have a I have like 3 Jan Gomes cards that I want to get uh signed, honestly. And um I went for the Cubs one. I got him on a heritage his heritage card last year which was on the Cubs card, but it was like photoshopped. Um and he's kind of like in a has the mask on, so it's you can't really see him too well. This one is like a nice card that he looks on, but like yeah, like his Nationals card. Um, there's a card of him of like the last out of the World Series. It would be kind of cool to get him to sign that one. So I think I would do that next. I also want to get like a 2017 uh, card of him on the Indians. I really like that heritage set, so I kind of want to get him on that too. But um, but yeah, I don't know at this point. So like he stopped for us. He was it was really cool. Um, I think um, I don't know. I don't know if he like is gonna start recognizing us, but this is the second time we got him uh, back by the bus or yeah. b- behind the parking lot. Um, but in context of everything that happened on on Friday um, with that with the perfect game, I didn't realize like that Jan Gomes was kind of taking crap for for the for that play, and he gave his. Did you see his post game presser, Jack? No, I, I didn't. So he spoke to the media and he put like a football helmet on. Uh, during his thing and he's like yeah you know i uh you know i i i didn't mean to tackle uh drew there you oh, know yeah sure and then like it's kind of funny like he he's like yeah you know uh drew pitched a great game today but i don't think he was expecting to have to recover a fumble <laughs> and then and then it was quiet and he's like that was a joke guys and like everyone started laughing and then like but he and eventually he took the helmet off and he's like all right i'm gonna take this thing off now and he answered questions but like you could kind of tell, like he kind of felt a little bit like a goat, like and not like the new version of a goat, but like the old meaning sure. of a goat, meaning like the 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 butt of the situation. And so, like, I almost think like 
in a weird way, like, you know, not to make us, make us seem more important than we, than we want to be, or we think we are, but like, it was kind of an interesting way that we kind of capped off his day is like, maybe he was feeling bad about like f- messing up that play. And then like, we stopped him for an autograph and he's, maybe he was like, Hey, you know, these, Hey, people still want my autograph. It's, you know, it's yeah. going to be okay. And I, I, I said to him like, Hey, great game. It was cool to see you catch that. Um, so like, uh, yeah, you know, I don't know if that, that helped lift his spirits, but like, I, I think you're right. That's definitely some validation where it's like, you know, sure. It's, it's just one game. Like it was a tough play, but like, there's still people who will wait two hours after the, after a game for a chance at, at an, at my autograph. Yeah. And it was, it was also interesting. And I was also wondering like, maybe he stopped to sign it just to kind of like end his day on a good note or something. Right. Cause we could see, I could see the moment in his face where he like decided to stop and like sign for us. Like I could see like his, the decision come across his face or whatever. Sure. Um, and then yeah, we got him and it was, it was pretty cool. It was just the three of us. No, you know, no scene, just signed three and got right out of there. Yeah, I, I didn't think about that, Jeremy, but that was a that was the end to a pretty like crazy day for him. Um, yeah. Before he like went home to his family. Um, yeah. That was the last thing that happened to him at the ballpark. So that that's kind of that's pretty cool. Yeah, um, it's weird. Also, like, what a nice guy to stop for us too. Like, it, it was just three three adult guys. Um, he had nothing to gain besides maybe uh besides whatever his reasons were. Maybe and maybe it's just being a nice guy, but uh. Yeah, I like gained a lot of respect for him. You know, yeah. you you mentioned like, is he going to be a manager one day? He seems like a funny guy. So he's become one of my favorite Cubs players. It seemed like a puzzling signing when they when they got him. But uh, yeah, I I like that he's on the team. I hope they maybe sign him to like one more two year deal or something to end his career. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I've I've uh, come way around on on Jan Gomes, and I mean you can't argue with the fact that the guy's been on, uh, you know, he's been in a lot of important moments i think in baseball i mean like he was in yep. two different at least two different world series with two different teams yeah um, he played he played in game seven right he caught game seven did yeah, he? yeah 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 of, and, of the uh, 2016 yeah and then um yeah and then and just uh i guess three years later with the nationals so um so yeah uh it's yeah i, I i've definitely come a long way on Jan gomes for sure uh, last thing that happened was uh so gomes we got his autograph and right after Gomes left, uh, our friend who, our security guard, another guy we had not seen yet this year, at least I hadn't seen him, um, mm-hmm. he was the guy last year who had the monologue about Josh, where he's like, Josh takes all of his merchandise and he sells it online. <laughs> um, that was the cadence that this guy had. But anyway, he was, uh, he walks away to wherever the fuck like he parks or maybe he lives in the area and he's just like, he's like, uh, well, that's it. No, nobody else. And I think I said, that's all she wrote. And he goes, that's all she wrote. And then he, uh, he, kept, he kept walking away. The funny thing was, you said, you said to me, you're like, whenever that guy says that, there's at least a few more guys who come out. And then yeah. right after he said that, that was when Swanson's black SUV with his driver came out. Um, yeah. And then they left. That was immediately after that guy said that. So, yeah, once again, that guy was full of it. But that was how our day ended. He, he did go like, I think he, after he said that, I think he kind of, he must have seen something in my face, seeing like I'm not leaving, and I, yeah. he he did say like, well, at least for me it is. Like he said, like <laughs> he like he did kind of say that, kind of like a little quieter, like you know he was leaving, but like yeah. I mean like he doesn't know who we want. Like Mike Napoli could be in there, and it's like that's a guy who we really we both really want. It's like yeah, you know, so like it might be over. You might be off for the day, but it's like 
we would probably still hang around another half hour if we knew that Napoli was still in there and was coming out or fucking even Jim Aducci or something, you know, like, right. you know, we, we want, we want everyone. So like, you know, just ask Jim Henderson. Um, so, right. you know, so I don't think he realizes that, but, uh, but whatever. So, but also at some point you just got to call it. And so, um, yep. we did shortly thereafter. We did. Um, but the good news is, uh, that we're going to be back at the park, uh, pretty soon um uh, i forget which uh which game which game we're go- are we going to one of the oh, we're, we're maybe going to be graphing this week um the pod the padres are in town so we we might we might think about graphing at that one yeah if i can get away to do that i'm gonna do it um right. you know but we're already kind of looking to the next homestand with the marlins and we are so i think we can maybe make one of those games happen um yeah i mean uh I don't know. I don't know if my marriage can survive graphing every every team, but I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to to do a balancing act. Um, so this Wednesday, uh, this Padre series will be a true test of that. We'll see. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll see. You know, no, uh, no pressure. But yeah, we're definitely we have our eyes on that Marlins series. So that maybe the next one will be the first time this year that we've tried to graph a smaller market team. Uh, yeah. Seattle's a smaller market, but they they have some popular players anyway. Um, yeah, so uh, uh, we ended uh, with one autograph, uh, and it was a, a pretty cool one for this one. So I would I would still consider that to be a success. Yeah, definitely in the context of the game, uh, especially. So, so yeah, uh, it was a you know an interesting game, and um, yeah, we uh, there there was, I mean the the floppy hat guy really had a lot. He was a wealth of of inf- of uh, entertainment. So there it is. Right. So. But uh, all right, well we'll wrap it up for for this one. So um, for Rain Delay Theater, I'm Jeremy Dionisio. I'm Jack Sikowski. We'll see you next time.